Yeah, it's like what music, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm going to cut that a little bit less awkward, but uh, let's see. Uh, all right, so I think we should move into the albums of the year. Uh, for Okay, so I think we're going to definitely move into the albums of the year right now. Um, as I said, we're going to go top five each person. I, and again, everybody kind of already knows our picks. The year, I'm going to go over them just one more time just to kind of refresh everybody. Um, for number five, I have the excellent Black Midi album. It's um, <clears throat> It's like jazz metal. Uh, fusion it's like their third record their second uh within two years and i think this one was really gonna like make a splash and put them on like the international scene uh the fourth album is a very long uh, folk album it's like an hour and 30 minutes um uh, but every song is is definitely a hit uh not music i'm typically into but i'm really really enjoying this record this is big uh, big thieves uh dragon new warm mountain i believe uh, in you the third record is going to be philly's own hardcore incredible political uh anarchistic uh <laughs> bernie hating mm. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh group of dudes out of philly this philly quartet is called soul glow and their recent album is called diaspora problems i had the pleasure of actually interviewing them uh earlier this year so that was a really incredible experience that was a great interview that you guys should check out um the second to last album of the year that i have is uh, alex g's God Save the Animals, a great folk rock record from one of the great uh, DIY uh, rockers out now. Uh, was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this album and its religious themes and its themes of renewal um, and forgiveness. And then the first album, uh, the number one album of the year, of course, is Rosalia's excellent uh, Moto Mami. A lot of people have some discrepancies and, and, and say that this shouldn't be album of the year for various reasons, but I absolutely think it should everything down from the tour to the album cover to the aesthetics to the vocals uh, were absolutely incredible uh, pitch perfect great production uh, all around so I just want to say yeah Rosalia album of the year uh, so yo Eve what are your albums of the year yeah okay so I'll go in from from uh, like top to bottom um, so for my number one I also agree with you with uh, Rosalia's Motomami you actually put me onto that record and because I had forgotten that she had released, like she released during it was over the summer, right? She dropped it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And mm-hmm. I had forgotten yeah. that she had released it, um, and so I checked it out this fall. And like my friend, uh, one of my friends, when she actually went and saw her, so she reminded me of that too. So I had to give it a listen, and it became, yeah, it became my favorite of the year. Like I just remember, I had just come from a concert, I'm pretty sure, and I was like in a McDonald's parking lot. But like you know, like how like every, like at midnight on Broad Street, like it's it's just gonna take forever for you to get food. So mm-hmm. we um, yeah we just like listened to the whole album in the car, and it was amazing. Like just blew me away. Um, and I've just yeah, I just it's one of those albums there where you can keep going back to it and finding like cool stuff about it um, from the production to the lyrics eventually. Which you know I don't I'm not fluent in Spanish, so I had to like you know, look them up and actually, like, read them. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those albums where you just keep going back to it and finding more stuff. Um, the second one I had was uh, Weekends, Dawn FM, another amazing album. 
I had actually forgotten. This came in my list like uh, last minute because I had actually forgotten that it came out. You know what I mean? Because um, it came out like so early in the year. Um, but yeah, I I feel like the weekend has just had an amazing year and past couple years in general. Um, then I have my boy Yeet, his uh, life project. It's like a I don't know if it counts as an album, but um, still that project was amazing to me. Um, really spoke to his evolution as an artist. Um, he's had a hell of a run for the last two years. Um, number four for me is Xavier Wolf's uh, Bloody Shores Season 3. Um, you know, Xavier Wolf is just a legend in the underground. I just saw Denzel Curry. Um, his album almost made it on the list, um, but I had to give it to Xavier Wolf just because he's such an OG and, like, so much of the music that I listen to now, including Yeet, has pulled from him. Um, and he just put out a banger. And then number five is um, Too Alive by Yeet, um, because that was the album that first put me on him, and I feel like that's the album that just it changed the underground like recently. So yeah, that's where I'm, that's, those are my top five. Yeah, good good picks. Uh, two Yeets, we're definitely going to discuss that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we're definitely going to get into that in a moment. But yeah, Troy, you want to give your, give, your, give your top five non, non-anti picks, or, or even if some of them collide, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely have some that collide with the top ones. I mean, uh, like, but I'm gonna start with my fifth. My fifth one um, just came out. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm really liking the the SZA album SOS. Uh, definitely worth the wait. It's definitely like control. I mean, I like control a little more, but I like um, what she does. Like how she kind of matures more in this album. Um, she has some really good like one liners. The beats are pretty good. Uh, her voice has been. It sounds incredible. Um, you know, and I feel like she's kind of like the female Drake of that. She just has bars that's going to be like every girl's like Instagram caption for the next like year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which, you know, the, which makes it feel relatable, you know? Uh, and then my next album is, uh, Un Verano Senti, uh, by Bad Bunny. Um, I don't know, something about this album, it just brings me back to like a really good time. Like, um, like this year I went to Puerto Rico. And when I was there, from, like, once I got off the plane to once I left, like, I just heard Bad Bunny nonstop at every single second. Go to every bar, they got bad, they got this album on. Go to every club, they got this album on. Go to, like, you know, go to the airport. They got in the fucking uh, security check line, like, <laughs> going off. Like, I don't know, something about it, like, it just feels like a nice little, like, cultural, like, phenomenon. And it's nice, too, to see how Puerto Rico is just so proud of him. And, like, I just really like the beats on there, like, a lot of good bangers. Um... That one song that we have on there, uh, was it called Neverita or yeah, I I put that on there <laughs> pretty much because that meme. Yeah, you ruined that meme ruined that song for me just because I can't think I can't unsee it, but I do love that song anyway. Uh, I think he will be the future of uh of rap. Like he mixes rap with Spanish very well. Nice reggaeton. Like I don't know. Like he is the biggest artist in the world, and I see why. Like it's just incredible. Um, my next album is Dawn FM by The Weeknd. Um, I re-listened to that recently, and just the storytelling is just incredible. Like, it's just crazy just, like, how, like, this is kind of continuing his After Hours uh, album and, like, how dreamlike it was, um, how crazy it was having, uh, what's that guy's name, uh, Quincy Jones, uh, give that interlude talking about, like, love, talking about how, like, you know, his relationship with his mother 
affected like every relationship he's ever had with women like i think it's like pretty relatable that like past trauma can still affect your present and maybe your future um yeah it was a good concept album the weekend sounds incredible the the uh production is just so dark and just so dynamic like i feel like i'm in like a video game or something like like need for speed like it's 5 a.m and i'm just going like a thousand miles an hour down the highway like it's it just a great project um plus like the great concept and jim carrey was was very good in it <laughs> i agree yeah um and then my second album uh, you know i gotta give it to philly's own um uh soul globe um i really liked their uh their um uh, what's it called again diaspora problems diaspora problems good i want someone to say it before i say it wrong like i usually do <laughs> diaspora problems well you said it wrong yeah wait 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 what do you what do you call um jack Antonoff? what i call uh uh jack, jack Antonoff. and it's off no but um yeah i just i just love that that album like um i really like the humor that they have in it i really like how like like i feel like this album is what mainstream pop punk tries to do like it like i think the reason why like 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 this sounds just so much better because it's coming from like real people like who had like real struggles who understand like the culture into a different lens and that that makes more sense for like you know like this metal rap is like more of a it's a better medium for this you, you know what i mean yeah like there's a lot of energy uh like a lot of upbeat uh, production like this the screaming aspect of it like uh, at first listen it's well first and many listens it's hard to understand but like you're definitely fucking with it you're definitely rocking with it like it's still like like really good uh, they have really good analogies in here, really good symbolism, really good metaphors, and they're from Philly, so of course I got to put them high on my list, you know. Absolutely. And then uh, my number one, you know, no surprise here, it's uh, Mutomami by Rosalia. Um, honestly, like as soon as I heard the single for this album, like I knew it was gonna be like sensational. Like um, Sayoko, like is just so good it's, it was jazzy it was it was like futuristic it, like the like production value has been like cranked to 11 uh her vocal performances has always been incredible like it's crazy how she went from like her last album to this because like it seems like she grew so much in a year and like has so much more production value into this project and it just like blows my mind just like how like like I don't really fully understand the Spanish. However, like I'm still able to understand like the feelings coming from every single song, like the feelings uh, you get from like um, from hentai to, uh, to the f- <laughs> from hentai, and uh, the feelings you get from um, Sakura and uh, Diablo and plus Motomami. Like it's just like it's just so dynamic and just so new and just so refreshing. You know, like like I I wish it, it, it I wish more people listened to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just something about, like, I guess American audiences, like, usually, like, whenever they, like, hear an album in another language, it's a big turnoff. But, like, people got to stop thinking like that and just think more worldly of projects rather than, oh, they're not speaking English. I'm not giving it a a, a spin. Yeah, I I totally, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think think one thing we do on this page well is is we try and, like, break past people's sensibilities a little bit. Um, and try and provide an alternative because like I, like like the way that you guys gave the weekend um, e- even like the top five 
uh, record of the year. I wanted to give him top five, but I wanted to highlight a couple of things that were like that people weren't listening to as much, or that I thought were like maybe a little bit more artistically or like lyrically sound. Just about just to provide mm-hmm. some kind of like alternative. I had it in the top ten, but just to provide some kind of like alternative. And I feel like the same way with Rosalia, w- when people t- come up to me and say like, "Oh, I think that like Doja Cat is the future of pop," or like I think that I don't know, like whoever is is the future of pop. Like I, I agree with them to Don't a certain. Well, I agree with them to a certain extent. Like she probably is, but like I would rather the future of pop be, be more like Rosalia. You know what I mean? A little bit more, um, a little bit more hands on. Like the way, like I think we can probably transition and just talk straight up about Rosalia at this point, um, because all three of us had it as a top album of the year. Um, it's it's just a real alternative. I think to, dynamic. Dynamic, yeah. A, a good way to describe that album because. It goes from so many different vibes and themes from like heavy reggaeton to like, you know, like some fucking Arca inspired, almost a big band ballad, you know, mm-hmm. um, and she does all of them so well. And I think that's why like dynamic and versatile, like that's the main reason why I was like, wow, this is an artist who's really trying to push her craft, you know, and like she still had the flamenco. And she still had her roots, and you can see all the different influences that, you know what I mean, like make her who she is. And I think the deluxe for a fro is even better because it has little, you know, gems in there, like her just saying the alphabet, bro. And like maybe this is just me sipping over with <laughs> Rosalia, but that's fine. But I thought that I loved that when I heard it, and I was just like, yeah, this is like next. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's her doing the alphabet. I think it's that, that, uh, that dude from the meme of he's just like singing the one two three oh. like that dude no no, no i know him i know him. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, no, I love him i love that he was on that shit too bro no. that, was, that was a great sample i love that but yeah no uh, she says the alphabet on she does like pretty much like the monomami alphabet or whatever like alpha yeah. altura blah 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 like she's like going through each uh, letter. It's funny that none of us know Spanish. That's the funniest part of this whole thing. <laughs> I know a little bit of it, you know. Like, uh, I, I, you know, I get the vibe. I know a little. <laughs> but that ain't enough. <laughs> well, yeah, like uh, yeah, enough. Like, we all we all speak like a third of Spanish if we combine it all. Yeah, if we combine it <laughs> yeah, all. Man, this this album it. opened up my third eye, dude. And like, I I I can read the vibes. I can read. <laughs> I can tell you what the song's like about. Closer. I just. <laughs> <laughs> bro i'm drinking so much of that today like it's time to say it's almost time to drink some more actually <laughs> Yo. you oh, heard it for your first people um but yeah like <laughs> just like yeah like like kind of like going into more like what he was saying uh yeah the album is extremely versatile um and that's what i really love so much about it um it really it, it like at first, when I listened to it, I thought it was a little bit, um, I thought it was a little bit, what do you call it, like choppy? Like, I don't know the best way to describe it. Like, it didn't flow that way, uh, flow that well. And I still kind of believe that to a certain extent. That's why I like gave it an A and not an A+. The only reason why is because I think some of the transitions could have been a little bit smoother. I think she probably literally could have transitioned the songs into each other, like, from the end of the song into the beginning of the next song or something like that. Because there's so many mm-hmm. different genres, or maybe it could have been like maybe like sequenced a tiny bit differently, but that's really the only thing I would change about it. Mm-hmm. it, it, it no, but- I, I know what you mean. Like, uh, just like even with like with your like top uh, five albums, like I, I've been spinning those a lot too. And like uh, like Black Midi's like Hellfire, like uh, the transition that's like perfect, so seamless. yeah, exactly. And I kind of wish that like Grizzly did have that Motomami, but like you can hear like like most of these songs by themselves, like in a playlist or something, and like. 
it's still like a banger. Like it, I, I guess like it doesn't need to flow in that well, but it would be nice. It would have been a nice little cherry on top. But that, I mean, that's the only thing. Like like the like the way that the weekends album flows into each other so perfectly, or like almost like those like um like those pandemic like PR albums, like the Chavo and the Jelly albums, or whatever. The way those those like literally the beats flowed into each other. Something like that would have been would have been nice, and it would have given this album just like a slight mark above like an A. But yeah, I again, mm-hmm. uh, like like you were saying, I think the songs. These a lot of these songs definitely stand on their own. I mean, like Locombe Versace with Tokisha is a great song, and I think that like the just the way that she spotlighted certain artists on here, the way that she brought the weekend in to do, do a little. Bro, bit she, of she got the weekend to speak Spanish. Like, yeah, that was cute. <laughs> I will say <laughs> that was cute. Um, even like the James, was... even like the James Blake feature on uh, I think Com- I think he pops in on like Como and G or like Diablo or something. He pops in just for like yeah. a moment. Um. But yeah, just like it just That's so tasteful, like using samples like that, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah, this uh, album is fantastic. Uh, I think we we can all agree. Yeah, definitely, it's the album of the year, uh, hands down. Uh, a lot of people would disagree with us, but I I don't know. I I think it's just so defensible. There's just no like it, it, like I think the tour really sold it. Just like you can see that she can actually sing these songs, and they sound better live than they do on the record. And it's just like a testament to her talent as a pop star, you know. Mm-hmm. no definitely and and like just like it gets me just more excited just like i just want more you, you know what i mean and now that my dean schedule is open up like when they team up for the for the next album it's just gonna be so incredible <laughs> wait why did his yeah, schedule like um uh, is it yay oh uh, <laughs> he, he he let go of his yeah he let go of his biggest client <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty funny because the only reason Kanye's he's music no was, longer trapped. Yeah, the only reason. Yeah, exactly. The only reason his music, Kanye's music, was being held together, like uh, um, sonically, was through Mike Dean. And you can you can definitely hear on in the Infowars track, Mike Dean was is sorely missed. Yeah, I, he did not mix it well at all. Like uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't even understand what he was saying half the time for that. For that, uh, it sounds like Alex Jones was the one producing the beat. It was fucking awful. <laughs> nah, but um. Yeah, it was- yeah, like I just can't wait for more from Rosalia. I think twenty twenty three, she's just gonna get bigger and bigger, and then next thing we know, it's gonna be Bad Bunny and Rosalia being the two top like artists in the world. Like, it, I think it's gonna it's leaning in towards that direction. I-, I like her at the level that she's at because I don't know if I want her to become like number one because I think to become number one, I think she would have to like really kind of like like make every song like that des what is it called it's like uh despa that's no, not despacito i'm not gonna no it's like des- despacito <laughs> like, it would have to be like the despecha or whatever i think every song would have to sound like that in order for her to go number what? one and as much uh despecha is like the it's like the bonus track oh that that, that like yeah that uh tiktok one it's like like that thing no that's bizcochito what are you thinking it's oh, are you thinking about the 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 Bad Bunny song with her? No, and, um, no, no, no. It sounds, it sounds like what that song, song are you thinking is fire, of? though. That Bad Bunny song. Yeah, that was a good song. Hold on, just listen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know the song short or no? Yes, I do know. Yeah, as as good as I as good as that song is. It's it's way less experimental than the stuff on her her record. So like it, I feel like she'd have to make an album of all that, and I feel like she could pull it off. But I I don't know. It would give up a little bit of the uniqueness. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I just want to no, gatekeep I, it myself or whatever. No, but. No, yeah, no, it sounds I it totally sounds like you no no you're gatekeeping. You're just yeah, like yeah, I, 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 literally like if an artist hits a certain amount, you're like I'm not gonna touch it. <laughs> like I don't know. Like change, bro. It's all the reviewing. I mean, 
Okay, yeah, first bro, of all, I've been like this. Second of all, <laughs> you've all you were born this way. I, I I understand. I know, but I, I was born this way. But I I, just, I think there's a I think there's a real formula to pop music, and I think if you become number one, you have to be Ed Sheeran. That's like where I where I, I, no no ba- what ba- Bad Bunny is like the exception to the rule. If Bad Bunny wasn't around, it would be a mess. I mean, number one on Spotify, who is it, bro? It's Ed Sheeran. It's, it's Justin Bieber. Like I think I think I think I think. <laughs> You have a point about number one, but I just feel like she's number one. Yeah. good where she's at. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like she's chilling where she's at. I think she's got a great, like, her live presence is insane, bro. People don't really pull those kinds of numbers. You know what I mean? In the industry nowadays. Like, True. Mm-hmm. Nah, know, but you, Hispanic you, artists, man, they're, they're always up. I mean, uh, Bad Bunny's literally sold out every single venue he's done this year. Like,. He does football stadiums every fucking three days. Like, it's crazy yeah. just, like, how big of a fan base, like, the Hispanic uh, culture has. You know, it's... Well, yeah, and, it's like, like, they're on to something. <laughs> it's, 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 very, it's very interesting. That's, that's a whole different, like, conversation. But, it, like, um, I really feel like she's killing it where she's at right now. You know what I mean? And so I kind of agree. I don't want her to change, but, like... It well, what if she changes like and like the next evolved. album is experimental? You, well, you know I what I mean. Like, she, like, what if it's like the? I feel step? like the thing, the the thing that I feel like is weird is that I feel like she was more commercial on this album than her last one, um, and I think that benefited a lot. Like, I feel like when I listen, I forget the exact name of her last album, the one that came out in twenty eighteen, but like there were there were obviously like hits on there, but like there were smaller tracks that were just like very experimental it didn't necessarily like flow well together mm-hmm. um it was still a good album i mean but it was definitely like she was in a different lane and i feel like in this album she went more like traditional with her choices like not in the sense of like it's stale but she went you know she 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 blended traditional with her experimental is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. I uh, I tend to agree with you. I, I I actually like this album better than her last one. It's just um, yeah, I don't know. I just hope I I hope if she continues to grow. I mean, I hope she continues to grow, and I hope if she does continue to grow, I just hope that um whatever she brings to like number one or number two or number five or whatever spot, I just hope that it's um better or like as good as this or you know it's like it has the same has the same level of character. I guess I don't know, but um but I think this would be a good transition to move on to the Bad Bunny album for sure. Uh, uh, Troy was the only one who had that in his top five, although I did enjoy it um, quite a bit. Um, as far as like lyrical content, I think that Rosalia just kind of like like if you just read it through i i enjoyed rosalie's lyrical content a little bit more but i really did love this bad bunny album i think he is really bringing something interesting and fun and um different to the mainstream in a way that you know a lot of english-speaking artists um can't or just won't do Mm -hmm. no yeah i mean he's always been pushing boundaries ever since like uh his like uh what's that i'm called i do i forget the it's like why yo yeah i do what i want or something like that yeah yeah i I forget like it's a lot of letters it's a big acronym but like um like ever since that like he's been pushing boundaries since and i feel like he's been keep on like pushing boundaries like like when i'm talking about like rosalia like 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 getting bigger and becoming like number one like bad bunny i i get i see her taking like the same kind of path as him where like every album he just keep levels up and levels up and levels up like uh he just gets like bigger people to work on his his project with him and he's able to like make like these bangers 
like and able to like I don't know like like the producers he has are just like they know what they're doing and his voice complements it so well. I mean like the album is so big they got him on Bullet Train, you know, and boy like you know I, I like the album. He cannot act, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the album is what got him. Like like literally like I don't know like like maybe like it's bad I guess for his career if because there is a temptation of taking the Ed Sheeran route, but like. I'm hoping he just blazes a new trail no, entirely. No, I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna kind of go back on what I said, just, just a, a tiny bit, only because I don't know. Bad Bunny and Rosalia have started and continue to just release very good albums that sustain uh, the like the test of time. Uh, like Beaver, I mean, he made that one album when we were in college that was like pretty good. That had like Skrillex and shit on it. It had like four good songs. But Ed Sheeran has never put out a good album in his whole life. Um, so yeah, I. I, I, I would tend to I would tend to agree with you. I think that um I think that they can both yeah rise up in those ways. And I think uh, I think Bad Bunny literally has and, and has proven it and has paved the way for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. no, yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I think those two are gonna be like the biggest artists next year, two years from now. Whenever they decide to drop next, hell dude, if they do like a conjoint tour, like that's gonna be that, that's gonna do taylor swift numbers it's gonna crash Ticketmaster. as far as mainstream pop goes i think they both are and i hope that they are the 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 future of pop music yeah i agree when people say doja cat in the weekend as much as i love the weekend i think it's i think it should be rosalia and uh bad bunny if i have to choose like you know two of them or something like mm-hmm. that yeah i mean i plus like i feel like um you know it's funny like it was like today when i when i discovered this new term called uh npc music and like um <laughs> you know like like npc it's like basically whatever you hear on the radio of just like just some like you know some weird like some like you know practical guitar riff with some type of hip-hop beat underneath with some white kid rapping about how like he's in love with this girl at a party and then like you know she kisses somebody else or some bullshit like like npc music of just like the most generic type of music like ed sheeran music or like uh that one song mood Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why are you always in a mood? Mm-hmm. Like that, t- like type of like NPC music. Yeah, th- there's a lot of artists out there, like uh, 24K Golden and people like that. Like I'll hear these songs, I'll hear these songs on, on Spotify Shuffle or like like their like algorithm mm-hmm. music, like Black Bear st- stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm like, I hear these songs and I'm like, I can just imagine people waiting like three hours in line to get like close to this person. And it's like this music is so bad. Like how like how does this attract? I mean, I understand how it attracts an audience, but it's just like yeah, it literally has to be NPCs out there because it's like. That just activate people to go to these concerts or something. But Eve, <laughs> what, what do you what do you what what are your thoughts on NPC music? What are your thoughts on basic uh, uh, pop music? Well, I mean, I feel like I'm out of the loop on pop because I feel like people like Charlie and like Doja and other people have like reinvented some of the pop stuff. But like, that's why I tuned out of pop music was because of basic people like Ed Sheeran and shit. Like, pop in, like, 2014, like, when I was, like, really discovering, like, my music taste, you know what I mean? It was just, like, kind of dog shit. So I just, like, kind of wrote it off. But it's, like, it's cool that there are acts now that make me kind of be like, damn, I should check out some pop music. Even though, like, you know, it's not my main thing that I listen to. It's, like, there's there's genuinely good music out there now that we can listen to in that category, so... I don't know. I, and I think you guys kind of put me on to some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I got to listen to the new Charlie album. I got to listen to, like, Doja Moore and, you know, if you guys have any more recs, like, send them my way. But, um, yeah, like, 
MPC pop music was the reason why I kind of tuned out of pop for like a long time. You know what I mean? Because like when we were coming up like through the 2000s, bro, pop was like fucking cool as shit. Like everything was pop. You know what I mean? Rap was pop. Like Lil Wayne was pop, mm-hmm. bro. Like DJ yeah. Khaled was fo- pop. It, you know what I mean? It followed like, these like specific rules of like you would have some type of pop singer. And then a, a, a rapper would come in to sing, right. like, <laughs> and then, like, the pop singer would finish, like, Katy Perry d- yeah, does yeah, it. Made, yeah. like, all of her biggest songs are because of Snoop Dogg or because of uh, Eminem yeah, or because yeah. of... She has a song with Migos. Like, oh she tried to God. recreate it recently. Literally, like <laughs> Rihanna and Eminem was probably, like, the yes, of Rihanna and Eminem. When they combined, that was ha- the Haley Williams, her, B.O.B. But- Hayley Williams, B.O.B. Yeah, that's what I tuned out, bro. <laughs> like, oh my I god, that was a while ago. Yeah, like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, like it was the rule back then. You gotta have a, a pop singer with a rapper, like, yeah, if, and yeah. then th- that's what you gotta do. Like fucking Bruno Mars and that uh, that, what's that dude's name? Travi something. They got that billionaire song. Travis Everybody McCoy. fucking love. Oh yes, my god. <laughs> it, it was the rule. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was a terrible. That was such a bad era. Yeah, I, I, uh, man. But I mean, <laughs> pop music generally speaking is pretty bad. But yeah, again, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that these two were able to dig us out of that a little bit. But let's, uh, let's move on to something that I think E would be a little bit more interested in. Let, let's oh talk. Let's, let's, let's talk about E. Yeah, let's fucking go. The whole reason I'm here, bro, is to stand this man, yeah. bro. I don't give a fuck, yo, E, bro. Okay, so this is how I discover E. Tell us. So yeah, how'd you discover him? First, I'm pretty sure I like most people. I heard it on TikTok, right? But then, like, and I was listening to it, and I was like, "This is kind of hot." Like, I like money so big. I like get busy. I remember I found get busy before he blew up on TikTok, like just on Reddit or some shit. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, "Okay, mm-hmm. this song is turned, and here is a bell." So I was like, "This is amazing." Um, but it was really too alive um, that got me into him. And then low key anti's review of Two Alive made me like give it like I listened to it the <laughs> same like weekend. You know what I mean? And it was like it was just cool. And like I kind of expected that review, but like to me, like I remember I commented at the time, bro. I was like, um, I was like, this is trash. But like it's like some dude in the comments came at my neck, but like <laughs> I meant it in the best way possible, bro. Like I don't know, like this is trash, respectfully. Respectful, no, because like at first, and I feel like everybody has that initial reaction to Yeet because, like, when you listen to Yeet, right? Sonics aside, just the aesthetic, he's another SoundCloud rapper, you know what I mean? He's talking about the same shit that everybody talks about, you know, his beats are a little weird, you know what I mean? They're kind of like experimental, but not really at the same time. Um, it's like a familiar tune, but like flipped on its head a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's like familiar, you know what I mean, but it's a little bit different yeah. and it feels like it's very playful and like amateur is almost the vibe. You know what I mean that I was getting from it in the beginning. But bro, then I listened to Up to Me, then I listened to Two Alive again, then I listened to Two Alive Geek Pack, then I listened to 4L, <laughs> bro. Then I listened to Life that came out, then I started listening to Alive like and just like the progression that this man has made like that in of itself just inspired me bro like just like this man literally no one knew who the fuck he was he was on twitter he was putting out music and then he was just manifesting that shit he said i'm gonna work with uzi in a year from now and then and boom a year happens and he's had the biggest blow up of any like underground rapper you know what i mean he's obviously mainstream now but he's had like one of the biggest blow up so 
That's why I had to put him on there twice. Too Alive, because that was the album that brought him to me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Up To Me. Like, if you're a really, if you're a real Yeet fan, you fucked with Up To Me when it came out. But, like, Too Alive brought a lot of us into the fold. And then I feel like 4L, like, all the previous work was, like, really just, like, him grinding. And then mm-hmm. um, Too Alive felt like the culmination of all that shit. And then I really put, I put Life on there because I feel like, you know, once again, I like this artist because of his versatility. And his ability to keep evolving his sound, you know what I mean? He goes from working with, you know, um, what do they call it? Working on Dying to, like, you know, working with um, a fucking YouTube producer he had on Life. You know what I mean? So he he's giving a lot of producers, like, opportunities. And I think he's leading the wave in the underground. And now we're seeing, like, you know, I'm not to, not to take anything away from these artists, like Destroy Lonely can can sofago who was out before you you know what i mean a lot of these guys were out mm-hmm. before these guys um but it's like he, he's he's clearly changed the way that like people in the underground like are looking at music um and like just one last thing about life um mm-hmm. the evolution like i think it was really seen and just shout out bro if you're listening to this benny x bro shout out to benny x he's like my producer of the year he is this Haitian dude, and he's just, like, killing it. He made Can't Stop It, which I think is Yeet's best track. Um, it's got, like, an acoustic kind of, like, vibe to it um, with some drums and shit. Um, but he made a lot of his, his tracks on life, and I think, you know, like I said, like, him working with certain producers is really taking him to the next level, and Benny X is definitely one of those guys, so just want to say shout-out to him. But, yeah, that's my, that's my Yeet spiel real quick. you know what's funny i was like uh planning on like um at some point during the year i wanted to have like a uh some sort of like a anti-art like rap summit or something like that i wanted to have like you me me you troy obviously and then i want to have my buddy uh uh, brandon from a tech brandon huntley from texas because he's like super into yeet and destroy lonely so i wanted to have kind of like a a back and forth debate but honestly at this point like i think yeet is better than destroy lonely even though even though destroy lonely is kind of like the predecessor to a whole lot of red with those beats and then he like followed up um uh, by being signed by cardi so almost like almost like a torch passing but right. yeah I, th- I think that yeet is definitely more i mean it's the uh, object objectively speaking yeet is more relevant uh, i think more people like yeet but on top of that i think that yeet is like doing something different and i i really do like uh when i heard life i really enjoyed it too alive um i still don't like it too much i like, got just all the way through but i don't think <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Yeet's music is meant to just be like. It's you not. Know, yeah. Go ahead. Go on. Like <laughs> sorry, that. Sorry. It's me- yeah. It's meant for different settings. Like like you said. Like if you're if you're in the gym and like that helps motivate you, that's good. Or like if you're in the car with your friends or at a party or or in concert, like those are probably the settings to listen to it at. It's not really the best place to be like, oh, like I finished working my shift, so let me review this album in two hours right, in my room. Right. 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 Um, yeah. So it's not. I mean. Cardi is on a whole different level. Like people like that yeah. are on a whole different level that Yeet is not quite at yet. But I think like he's getting there. Like I think he's progressing to an, a really interesting place that I like. I'm excited to see where he goes next. Whereas when I first listened to it, I, I wasn't. I thought it was kind of like a copy. But now mm-hmm. I'm realizing he's like kind of doing his own thing and he's making his own wave. And he's kind of the best of like these new people, like the new people that make this kind of music. Damn, mm-hmm. bro, that, that fucking touches my heart, bro. I'm just <laughs> shit all over him. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he's he is the future, man. I mean, like, uh, what did uh, Eva gotta ask you? Like, what did you think of uh, his Minions track? You like that? I got money. <laughs> I, I think that's really what changed it for me. Actually, that was really the first E track that I really liked a lot. Actually, 
And it's like, I feel like the cool thing, like, bro, like, like I sent y'all in the group chat, like a track from a live sleepwalking. Like he has tracks from his early albums. I don't think wake up call is like good, but, um, from a live forward, he has tracks from, you know, a live for like just gems in there. I don't, like I said, like you said too, when I go back through a lot of his work, like I have like 107 of his songs liked, but I can't say that he has 107 like amazing songs. You know what I mean? And like even like some of the ones I liked in the beginning, like Money So Big. Like I think that's like rudimentary at this point. You know what I mean? Like I feel like, and that's why I just like I have so much respect for him for the in this year is that like he even made me change the way I think about his music, his old shit. Like I'm like, oh, that's just old shit. Oh, that's an interesting take. Like uh, it made you even like. Like, like instead of being like, oh, I went back and appreciated his older shit, it was more like, no, I can see that that was not as good, and this is like a progression type of thing. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like, okay. I love Up to Me, and I will always love that album. But I can, I can without a doubt say, Too Alive is better, and so is Life. You know what I mean? Like, there's just progression. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That makes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I could go off. I could go off. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna just move into quickly just uh, discussing. Talk about Xavier Wolf just for one second, then I want to get into like. Oh, I, yeah, I just want to yeah, talk. Yeah. I had a kind of theme in my head after you, after you uh, go over that because I'm not too familiar with uh, Xavier Wolf. I, I gave his album a couple spins. I love the, I love the production on it. But yeah, mm-hmm. give, uh, let us know. You know what, what's what's good with Xavier Wolf and why people just listen to that album. Okay. Well, first I want to give a big shout out to Big Ride, Big Giga Ride, bro, Big perfect plex out there bro shout out you first of all because um that that's like what formed me and ryan's the basis of our friendship was xavier wolf and talking about that shit um x wolf bro i listened i started listening back in like 2014 um or no no i mean probably like 2016 i say i listened to him um but like i listened to blood shore season season one and two right and those albums were just like awesome to me like it, it just it it captured so much of what I liked about like trap and like just that vibe and just the underground sound. And then he came out with Project X in twenty fifteen, which was like, you know, an anime inspired project and I was like, This guy is amazing. And so yeah, I just really fell in love with like his personality. He's really into cars, he's really into anime, he's just like a cool dude. Um but yeah, like he he's been around for a minute. Um, he's he's going on under other names, and he's been working in the underground for quite a long time. You know, if you like Suicide Boys, if you like Bones, if you like um, you know uh, Devilish Trio, like if you like any Chris Travis, you know what I mean. Um, if you like any of them, you definitely are familiar with Xavier Wolf and um, you know Denzel Curry. Um, and I feel like, you know, he's a lesser known entity of all those guys that really leads the charge in a lot of ways for their music and just sets the tone for the underground. So it was like, it was awesome that he came out with Bloody Shores Seasons 3. And I liked that it was a really short record. Um, I liked that because it really just put a stamp on the fact that like, he's like, yo, listen, I'm the fucking best. I don't have to drop a fucking long album. I can come out here and drop a 20 minute joint and y'all are going to, it's going to fuck the underground up. They did, and like, it's a, it's just a really good album. Um, I you know I was gonna put Bones on here instead, because um, I really liked Bones' album. But you know, just just from who Xavier Wolf is alone, 
like it was just awesome for me to get a product by him this year and for it to be just like a nice short sweet you know banger no really not really any misses on it you know what i mean nothing to really hate so yeah i've been spinning that a lot and then got on my list Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly dive into just two albums that Troy is probably not as familiar with. And then we can kind of get into two, the two that we are familiar with. And then one more that I know that we're all, uh, that we all really like a lot and that we all can definitely, uh, speak on in, in depth. Uh, firstly, I just wanted to discuss or just kind of talk about the Alex G and the Big Thief albums. These are two, two records that I didn't think I would be quite as into because I'm not really into like folk kind of music like mm-hmm. that or folk rock and, and those kinds of ways. But, Alex G just kept it short and sweet kind of in the way that you were saying like Xavier Wolf did kind of like I'm the best like I'm the best indie guitarist dude out here he really pulled together a really concise thematic and um, really well done and experimental um, group of of folk songs from uh, SDOS to uh, Miracles was a great one Uh, there's like Mission yeah, Mission is a really great I like Mission one. Mission on there too. Uh, yeah, Runner is great. Um, and then there's one, there's one, there's one lyric where he's singing in all auto tune, and he's he's talking about like uh, putting cocaine in the vaccine. There's just always like random like little curveballs that he throws in there that I think are really entertaining and that uh, are definitely gonna make me check out his back catalog more. And then the Big Thief album is kind of the opposite of the Brief album. It's again, it's like an hour and twenty minutes, hour and thirty minutes of, of folk music. Most people would be like, um, most people that I've talked to have been like, oh, they could have trimmed it down to their like best ten songs. But like, I feel like in the internet era, you can just kind of do that anyway. And they gave you more. And usually, I would, I would, uh, I would, the grade would go down. But I, um, the with with that many songs, but. Uh, in my opinion, if a band puts out like 20 songs and they're all amazing and they're all like really obviously well thought over and they're not like little interludes and they're just like fully formed songs that you could just play individually, which I think the Big Thief album does, uh, like like 18 out of 20 of them are like really great songs that I would that I would use as examples of like folk music or Big Thief songs. Um, so I, I think those are really great. And then I think me and Troy could just quickly touch on or, or Eve too, if you've listened to these. Um, I just want to talk about like uh, I was surprised that um, um, Black Midi and that um, uh, for me and Troy, uh, that Soul Glow's Diaspora Problems both popped up in the top five because those are both pretty uh, hardcore, pretty yeah. loud, mm-hmm. fucking raging albums. So I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on those, yeah. Troy. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sorry, just to backtrack about the, the Big, Thief, uh, Big Thief album. Um, I don't know, maybe it's because like, uh, like I've been going through some shit, but like, uh, like, this album feels like a great like folk like like breakup album to me. <laughs> like uh, it makes me want to like it makes you like after a breakup want to run into nature, run into the woods, and just fucking have a picnic or something. Like <laughs> all right, Troy. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just like you know, it was the hug I, I needed. Was I knew it, it was, was coming. Hu- it was the hug I needed to get to go through my my hardship. <laughs> hey man, Big Thief is here for you. All four of them. It's funny because, like, uh, Big Thief, I, li- I liked them last year, but I didn't get into this album this year. Um, yeah. they dropped two really good ones last year, but, like, yeah, anyway, my bad, Troy, go ahead. No, yeah, no, I was going to say, something about folk, like, like people who aren't, like, really folk bands making folk music, like, I don't know, I can re- I really can get behind it, you know? Like, fa- like I liked uh, Vampire Weekend's uh, Father of the Bride album a lot. Even that was like folk, and like they don't really do that much. Like, I don't know. I guess when like a band's able to transition and do something like this super well, like it just like it really shines uh, to me. But um, to go back to the what is it? Were we talk about Black Midi, Hellfire. Oh yeah, and the uh, and Dice yeah. problems. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Those albums. I don't know. Something about like just like a good story. Like like you really got to pay attention for the story in these. Like uh, it goes like some songs are just go like a hundred miles an hour and they're like kind of hard to understand. But like if you put the effort in to like uh, really figure out like what's going on. Like um, what is it? Uh, what was it one song? It's like one song on Hellfire. It's like super fast uh oh um oh my god yeah that's like my favorite song on the uh, like a uh, sugar vs zoo or something like that is it you're talking about is, that one is that it there's a lot of songs that uh, have to go really fast like the, like all those songs are like expert on rock band or guitar hero like that's what i like about it so much <laughs> yeah no it would be that one but like it really reminded me of uh spirit of the beehives album last year of entertainment death like um like if you really just like listen to it and listen to like, how like all the instruments are arranged like it's just so complex and then like adding like this metaphor of like the devil and that you're in hell and like 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 on um that song still like how that i mean once again like oh did they break up troy um that song like it was really sad to me because like it's about like pondering about like what life would be if you would have been with that person yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it, like, and you kind of like, that is kind of like a version of hell, right? Of just like, oh, like, what if I made like this right decision in the relationship? Like, what if I, like, what if I would have given it my all in this situation? Or like, what if like, um, like, what if I didn't say it in like this way? Like, I like, it's like all these like second guessing questions. And I'm like thinking mm-hmm. like, damn, this guy's like in his own hell. Like, <laughs> just like I'm second guessing himself. I'm going to have to go back you know? to that song. That, that song, I didn't, it didn't really uh, hit me like that because I, I was really, I guess, maybe pummeled by like the other tracks. But I think, um, like, like, I think you really hit the nail on the head because the whole album, song by song, is uh, is really a concept album about about hell uh, and about people falling into sin and, and, and almost like villain origin stories. Like, like Sugar vs. Zoo, the one I mentioned before, is obviously a song about um, a dude who shows up to a boxing match and a guy wins the boxing match and he assassinates the, bo- the boxer who won. Um, or there's one where it's like a, a, far- a simple farmer is approached by like a mobster. And, and Oh, I really like that one. Yeah. Uh, Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah, like- that's, a, that's a great one. Um, that was really good. I, I like the just to talk about that song. I really like the the line of like when like the guy was being like uh, when the guy was trying to pay off the farmer to kill the guy, and like how he's just like yo kill this guy. Like um, he's like some people are just as useless as lids on a, on a fish's eye, and I'm just like damn. I guess that is pretty useless if they are in water and their <laughs> eyes are always wet. Like why do they <laughs> why do they need the <laughs> eyelids? That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's a good point. But but yeah, exactly. Like like still. Like I like I still didn't match the energy for me, but it matches the energies in like the, almost like the way you said it's well like being like 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 almost like being in an elevator, like going down forever is like it's not that's not metal, but that is definitely hell, and like that's definitely like it's kind of like Dante's Inferno a bit of just like every level is like different, you know? Yeah, yeah, or like a haunted house. It's like sometimes you're gonna go into the room and it's gonna be totally silent, and it's like wait, why is this? You know, I was in a room where I was getting like about to get like an epileptic epileptic seizure with all the lights flashing in my face and people coming at me. But like, yeah, I'm in, now I'm in this room and it's like totally empty and it's like that's also scary mm. in some way, shape, or form. But but yeah, just like a horror movie when like the music gets intense and then like you turn around and it's like someone's in the kitchen just like eating a snack or something. It's like ah, and then the killer just fucking kills him. 
yeah there's that too exactly <laughs> so yeah just a moment of silence but it's like almost like an eye of the storm um type of thing but yeah uh yeah uh, i think we've kind of talked a little bit at length about soul glow diaspora i think we could probably move on uh again shout out to soul glow thank you so much for that interview if you guys want to hear more about that album i think a good supplementary thing would just be to listen to um the snippet of the interview that we did a little self-promotion yeah um, plus i think we talked about it too during uh the half year review yeah, i think we talked about yeah. it at length. I forget what episode it is. We'll we'll Ryan <laughs> figure out what episode. We'll say in the middle. Just there's, edit that in there. <laughs> there's another episode called it's called uh, A O T H. It's called Album of the Year, and it has like Rosalia's face on it. So check out that one as well as some supplemental supplement yeah, supplementary material if you want, or just go to again go to antar.blog and check it out. Uh, the reviews mm-hmm. they're all there, uh, either individually or or, or by list or whatever. Um, but yeah, I wanted to move in just maybe just touch very very briefly on the SZA album, and then we can all talk about the weekend album. I think that would be a good way to. Uh, close out this discussion mm-hmm. sure um what, what did what did you guys think of the scissor album like was it worth the wait first of all did I you listen to it because you're a hoe troy i think that's really <laughs> like it <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man i i just like i just like hoe culture you know i'm appropriating whole <laughs> hoe culture i really like it <laughs> troy's a low-key he's a closeted hoe bro he's coming out <laughs> I'm a closeted hoe. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but um, I mean, would you, would you guys? I mean, did you listen to it or um? Yeah, yeah, I fucked with it. I, like, so I was listening. I listened to it on like a road trip. I was going down to DC, and um, yeah, I liked it. Um, I think it has some. You know, I love the what was that? What's that trend on TikTok now? It's like the I need a big boy or whatever <laughs> that line is from <laughs> her song. Like, I uh-huh. thought I thought that was awesome in it. It had just like that viral quality. Um, yeah, bro, definitely play this for the hoes. You know what I mean? Like, when they, <laughs> they pull up, like, this is the album that you're going to turn on. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they put you on some game. Just put any of these songs yeah. on your Instagram story. <laughs> no, nah, real shit. It's a reply. And like, yeah, yeah, for women to tell you, like, you seem sad. Like, throw this on, you know? But um, yeah, I, mean, I liked it. It just wasn't, like, just because it wasn't on my list doesn't mean it was bad. It was, it was good. Yeah, it was like pretty high up on it was high up on the list in the opposite direction. It was probably in like the mid like twenties or thirties of the best albums of the year. Only because yeah, I didn't really get a proper, I didn't really get proper time to assess it. I think if it had come out earlier in the year, it would probably be a lot higher. Um, but yeah, I really, I really did enjoy it a lot. But one that one that has been able to sit with us for a very long time because it came out literally the first week of the year. Uh, blessed, absolutely blessed us with great pop music, and 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 yeah. and speaking again about kind of like that uh, alternate side of pop that allows for really great songs and great hits, but also like a thematic quality and, and not giving up the artistry in the same way that Rosalia did in the same way that also Bad Bunny did to a certain extent. Uh, I think we can definitely all give high praise and, and uh, probably close this out with uh, talking about The weekend's Dawn FM. What a fucking Dawn intro, FM. What a fucking <laughs> intro. That was tough, bro. Yeah, I love Dawn FM, bro. That was, that was the album that, yeah, we all put it on our list along with Moto Mommy, but like, or, I mean, not all on our list, but we all really enjoyed this album. And I remember just like, yeah, like this changed the way I looked at the weekend because again, like I wasn't into pop music. You know what I mean? Like when the weekend was putting out Starboy and all that shit, like I changed my mind and it made me go listen to like his last album and like have a different opinion on it. Um, but like, yeah, I think it just shows the weekend is like one of those artists who just like is once in a generational, like he's really taking what we have as like a cultural, like ethos. And he's like adding to it. You know what I mean? 
like he's he's adding to like the way he's reflecting like the way a lot of people feel about culture but also updating mm-hmm. it like in his own way i i love the way i love that you said that he adds to uh what's currently going on i think that's i think that's the best i think that's probably the best thing about this record and about him generally speaking because there's a lot of people like uh i think um uh i was watching fantano's worst singles of the year and he brought up a, a trend where it's like everybody all these artists that are that are taking these they take something and they ruin it so like they have the baby there's like one of the songs on there was like the baby rexa song that uh that uh interpolates or pretty much just like rips um uh the eiffel 65 uh like i'm green like uh da ba dee da ba da that's oh yeah yeah she takes that yeah she takes that and she just straight up like samples the whole chorus and just like takes the song and like doesn't do anything with it so for her it's mm-hmm. like literally subtracting or just like you know not adding nothing to the culture but just making you know the same shit and like, making npc music making npc music correct and i think the weekend is like main character music and that's what is so and SZA to <laughs> for sure is like main character music and that's what is so good about it, it has a certain real character to the instrumentals provided by um provided the, the character from the instrumentals in my opinion uh comes a large part from the weekend's creativity but also one of tricks point never who we can never shout out enough Whoa. on this page yeah. um <laughs> but also max martin and uh, his uh, uh, something Holter, I forgot his his first name, but those two are like the Swedish songwriters who make all like the you know probably probably work with like um, Baby Rexa and all those types of people to make to make their music. So basically, it's taking the mainstream pop formulas that these Swedish people you know make and and combining it with the experimental shit of One Tricks Point Never, and you just come out with these like amazing songs. Whether OPN is directly producing or just kind of in the background you can always hear the character the influence yeah yeah the character and 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 the weekend really uh really you know has a has like a an arc on this like it's it's really incredible you know Mm -hmm. yeah i also like the the pageantry with this as well because like i feel like we don't really get enough like like people will put out an album but like i feel like i like like you can sometimes kind of tell like the like the passion level, I guess, with that, and you can really tell that the weekend was fully invested in this album, like fully giving like some of his best performances to date, like uh, trying to recreate like like just like something that sounded familiar but something totally different, like like for example, like sacrifices or sacrifices, yeah. Yeah, sacrifice. Sorry, one sacrifice, not multiple. Um, like I really like how uh, <laughs> I like how like the the beats. Uh, it, it sounded like like that guitar riff. Just it sounded like like you heard that before, but it just like the way he was singing on it. Like it just sounded so powerful and so so big and massive that like it was. It's impossible to kind of ignore. You know what I mean? I I like albums too that have like uh, a really good story to them too. And like I really like how this one was narrated by uh, by Jim Carrey. Like, I don't know, like, maybe he got the inspiration from 21 Savages and Metro Boomin's album, uh, Savage Mode 2, uh, what was it, maybe the year before, like, getting, like, someone to, like, narr- like somebody famous to narrate their album, but, like, yeah, something about Jim Carrey, too, like, just, like, like his performance in this album was really great, and it kind of reminded me of, like, of, like, a, like a Truman Show type of, like, vibe, you, you know what I mean, it's just, like, oh, is this, like, real, like, is he really dead is he in purgatory is in hell like we don't really know well yeah just to add to that bro like you know i saw somebody they were reviewing yeet but it was like they were talking about how the a lot of themes in music are like the crumbling 
society and like that's why like i love the sopranos and been rewatching it is because like that show kind of <laughs> talks about that too um and like the weekend i think dawn fm definitely talks about that because it's like so rooted in nostalgia so rooted in the past you know the 80s like literally you know it's called dawn fm it's an fm radio like nobody listens to that shit anymore you know what i mean um mm-hmm. but you know it's it's a reflection on the de- the decay in our society um you know jim carrey really i think he has a lot of track or excuse me not tracks but like you know um passages i even call them because it's like poetry he's reciting um that just like reflect on you know how we as people are able to like exist in this like you know malaise of just like apathy that like we kind of are experiencing as a culture so i don't know i i feel, I feel like that's like a connecting theme between a lot of albums that we have enjoyed this year um and definitely something that dawn fm explores you know what i mean um throughout and i think that's why it's so good is because it's like it's almost like a juxtaposition of those two things at times because like you have the up you have such upbeat music sometimes but there's still that undercurrent and that's why i think synth was like such a good choice you know for this vibe because it could either represent like you know synth and that just like forward-looking vibe can either be you know utopian or dystopian so and it kind of blends both i feel like dawn fm yeah it can either be like uh less than zero which is like was almost like i wanted to almost have that as the number one song of the year because i just really like think that song is it just does the radio it does like the post malone formula in such like a special special way like and and the way that it ends the record off too but it but it has those moments of clarity um like you're saying kind of like using the synth um to kind of like find an ending of some sort and find like a, a conclusion and something happy but also you can use the sense to have like every angel is terrifying, which is a little bit more like cinematic and scary and uh, like Carpenter esque and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I love the way that he used the, the radio too, because I think that um, I, I think that the 1975 were another album that did that super well this year. Uh, totally came out of left field, kind of using um, the seventies and eighties classic themes and using like, you know, uh, using their predecessors to kind of filter modern sensibilities and modern anxieties and and things like school shootings and things that are really serious um uh into the modern culture but with almost like through like a classical lens to kind of to almost to kind of say that these these anxieties and these issues have existed uh for a long time and they're going to exist way past we way past the time that we like we we pass away and and the new music comes out whatever it comes out after we pass away um it just kind of is a way to to it's a it's a way to yeah like as you said like represent decay because radio in and of itself is decaying and uh you know like radio stations are falling off every every other year and yeah. people are listening less and less every other year and, and radio hosts are retiring and and spotify is kind of becoming the new wave and radio is kind of like being displaced in a certain way from tiktok and spotify and all these like modern day sources but i really like the way that he used the uh kind of almost like used the use the entire theme of the album to talk about death in so many different ways like Ooh. like like extrapolating the death of a relationship out to just like the death of like all of society just kind of like right really exploring yeah layers of decay in 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 like in on a wide scale and just kind of on like a small person by person scale and um mm. that it's it's perfect pop in that way because it just it's able to relate something so small and something that we all feel to a much broader cinematic lens and uh, i think more pop music should 
strive to do stuff like that. Bro, we're on fire. What are you talking about, bro? Anti is fucking <laughs> killing it right now. Are you, where and else we do back? you get this fucking commentary <laughs> from, bro? You just hear what we just fucking said, bro? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, you're not hearing this shit on the radio. Yeah, that, you that was a flawless pod. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to... Pattison. Flawless pie. Pens all around, boys. Fucking A, man. That was beautiful. Hey, yo, what the fuck?